You are listening to 4Geeks Podcast. We talk about business, technology, and provide advice on how entrepreneurs can grow their companies. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the 4Geeks Podcast. I'm Sergio, I'm CTO at 4Geeks, and with me is, as always, Alan. Alan, how are you? Hey, Sergio, I'm fine. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this new episode on the 4Geeks Podcast. Nice, nice. Um, well, it's been a while since we started this podcast, right? And we have talked about different topics, and today we are going to talk about a new brand topic at this podcast, and it's DevOps. Yeah. But we are not going through the real definition of DevOps. We can discuss it later. But today I want to talk about the continuous cycle that we handle all, our, all of our projects at 4Gigs, okay? But I wa first I want to mention that we have some important uh, content about DevOps that our listeners can, can check whenever they want. Uh, and, and you can find those resources on their 4gigs.io slash webinars and also on their 4gigs.io slash blog. Yeah, but by the way, sorry, Sergio, by the way, uh, you can subscribe on the newsletter and you can receive when a new webinar or when a new blog uh, is, is live, okay? Okay, even better. Yeah. And wh where I can subscribe? Well, where? Uh, I think the URL is 4gigs.io slash subscribe. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay, perfect. No, that's fine. So, really quickly, I want to mention that DevOps is, for, for, the, for those who doesn't know we, what is DevOps, I want to mention that quickly. DevOps is a culture and a philosophy. Uh, of, of it, it's a way of doing uh, software development and software delivering. So basically, uh, DevOps is uh, built uh, with different steps or different cycles over the process and process of the process delivering in a product. So basically, uh, in in a blog we have this uh, an image or, and and everything to to be more specific on what the cycle is and graphically with uh, images and something like that. But I want to mention that the first step of the endless continuous DevOps cycle is plan and plan what we are going to build in the next stage or what we're going to release for the next quarter or whatever. So there's different tools. And, but do you want to go about the planning stuff? What, what we do or what do you do in your, in your daily work uh, with planning? Well, um, that, that, that exactly you say, Sergio, and, and planning, and planning we, we make all the, 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 the job planning and, and we organize all the, the team for, for making uh, small features, you know, and, and then we merge every single features and that makes uh, a single product. 
that's the that's the way. So uh, we have some tools, or we have some some ways to organize all the the ideas, to organize all the teams, because we 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 don't know uh, how big will be a team. You know, uh, can be a small team, or can be a medium team, or can be a a, a huge team. So there is some um, some tools of of some. Uh, yeah, some tools that we can use. Uh, for example, for example, uh, Jira. For example, Slack. Or for example, uh, GitHub. GitHub Pages. Uh, maybe you can detail more a little about that. Yeah, sure. So, Jira um, is about the the planning and notification about which features or work have to be done by the end of a sprint or by the end of the of the next cycle for the DevOps um, loop. So basically, in Jira, we can have tickets, and we have all the team there that they can check their daily work. They can check what what are the tasks, and and also what in the tickets. You know the the QA or the product owner person have to detail what the ticket is about, the acceptance criterions, all the resources needed for the developer to create uh-huh. or to work on that ticket. Jira is, you uh, you have to pay for Jira and it's kind of expensive, but it's an amazing tool. Uh, in Jira, you can have all the documentation, all the, uh, all the ticket handling, even for your cost, for your end customers. And it's, a, and, and it's a, a, a cars-like or, or, or how works uh, Jira exactly? I mean, because the billing and the stuff, or no, 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 the 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 management task. I mean, the the the, the visual management task. Because because Trello is is another work is is another tool, and and Jira uh, just acquired. Uh, Not Jira, Atlassian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, basically, uh, Trello is. Uh, a very lightweight uh, version of Jira. But it's for free, right? Yeah, it's for free. Uh, um, and we can use it, actually. Uh-huh. If, if you are building a startup and you are starting, there's no need to actually uh, pay for Jira. Uh, you can set up a Trello and you can, for free, start creating tickets. Yeah. But Jira, Jira is more than that. Because, for example, let's imagine that in the ticket you can add box. You can attach different tasks, subtasks. You can link task to, and you can you can merge it with um, with code reviews, with uh, with testing suits, and a lot of things. So Jira, it's a complete world. It's it's more than w- what I can mention here. We will need a a, a podcast or. Uh, webinar for for using Jira, mm-hmm. it's it's very h- huge, and we we work together uh, using Jira with Slack, for example. Yeah. Slack is a communication tool where all the team can be together, and and you can have different channels for different specific specific things, even for water cooler, even for for a book club or whatever you want to to. Like to have the team in other uh, non-work related topics, you know, and you can have your 
main channel for work discussions like as staff and as guidance or whatever. And actually something uh, we really appreciate at, as developers is to have a, a channel where, for example, GitHub or GitLab and Jira work in a Slack because we can have notifications about when a code oh, review yeah. is triggered. Yeah, we can set up or, bots. Yeah, or when a ticket is assigned to me and whatever you you can create. So Slack is good good at communication tools. Uh, we really like it. Actually, 4Gigs is... For Geeks as a company is working on on a Slack, and different products we are creating for our customers are using a Slack as well. Mm-hmm. And GitHub Pages is is like a Trello, actually. So I, I don't I don't want to go detail with it. Now, after planning, is the funny part: coding. So there's a lot of tools or a lot of different things we can we have to take in consideration when coding and it's for example the 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 different repositories like github like gitlab where do i have where do i want to store that the code mm-hmm. i think you have to say something about gitlab i know i i know gitlab because of you so wh- do you like gitlab or github well I I start I I, I started in in GitHub. Uh, I I next moved to move to Bitbucket. Yeah, I think GitHub is like the default, right? Yeah, yeah. But when when I when I when I meet um, GitLab, uh, I really love it. I really love it because 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 they they are doing a very 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 good. Uh, very good work with uh, with uh, with the company with with GitLab and and I love it. I love it because 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 I can I can I, I I can have a private project and and I can invite uh, unlimited um, developers and I can invite universe the, the members and that's pretty good. By the way, GitLab is now part of Microsoft. Uh, I don't know if you if, if GitHub. GitHub, sorry, yeah, GitHub. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, oh my god, no. No, GitHub, <laughs> GitHub, guys, GitHub. GitHub is now part of, of, of Microsoft and, and I don't know if if we if we if we will to talk about GitHub again. Yeah. If, like a like a big monster or, yeah, or, or but you know or like seven seven point five billion of dollars. Yep, seven point five amount of money. But but yeah, I, I I agree with you about GitLab because I think GitLab is doing a great job with the DevOps. You know, mm-hmm. we are very 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 into DevOps uh, philosophy, and I think GitLab is doing an excellent job on that. And there's a lot of webinars, there's a lot of integrations they are doing with Kubernetes, with Google, with CI CD in order to to help us on the dev and on the devops cycle. So, but there is GitHub uh, has the more has a lot of open source project I think uh, and maybe they are they are like scared with the Microsoft hmm. buy it, but I don't know. And have you ever used Subversion sometime? Alan. Have you Subversion? No. I have you su- no. No, no, okay. never, never. I used Subversion once and I'm so happy that Git exists, really. Subversion, 
was like uh, difficult to work with, but there's some. I think there are some projects using Subversion too. I, I think WordPress. If I you want, when you create yeah. a plugin, you have to use Subversion. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think WordPress. I think what WordPress require that that we 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 push all the code in the in the Subversion. In the Subversion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. With the repositories and all the code and management, and well, with GitHub and GitLab, you can actually create some nice code reviews in order to our developers check all the code and 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 integrate with continuous integration tools in order mm -hmm. to review it. So that's something really nice. They both doing a, a great job. Now with the with the coding visual part, like the IDs. There's a lot of out there, so we cannot mention everything. So there's something like Visual Studio, Atom, and also BIM for those who wants to to create code uh, like uh, warriors yeah. using BIM. So th th there's people who use BIM. Um, now, when we code, what's the next step? Sergio... Um Talking again about the coding part. Okay. Have you have you used have you used the the web editors? I mean, uh, code code editors on 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 cloud on web. No, not on. I recall. Do you? I, I mean, we do, do we use trust using that 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 cloud based uh, editors. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm I'm. I don't know. I don't like it. Why? I, because I want to have everything on my computer. Now it's like uh, something f personal. Maybe we can we can talk with Ivan <laughs> after after the podcast because he likes to or yeah, he liked that's to, right. to use that's a, right. a tool that runs on on the cloud. Well, there are some there are some good things there that you can you don't have to set up on. Um, Local environment and all the things, but I've never, I've never done that before. Yep, yep. Okay, Sergio, um, let's go to the next uh, step, and is building and all the, all the, the, the packaging and 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 the final steps to to publish uh, the code to the, the code live, you know, to the to the store, like like like. Uh, Uh, App Store or, or Google Play Store or whatever any other live server, um, but in that in that stage uh, we have some some tools that help us help us to verify every single call line, every single call line, and 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 every and every single function and and every single um, every single character that, that that we that we put in the code but Sergio maybe maybe we can we, we can tell more about uh, I don't know about Travis Travis CI or Jenkins, Jenkins or yeah. Circle CI or the all CIs out there and yeah the, the the building part is important because there this is where you will you will check that the syntax that the test that everything is there and it's working And you have the autom automation approval of something. So going back to GitHub or GitLab, you can integrate some building uh, 
tools like Jenkins or Travis. Actually, CircleCI has some partnership with GitHub mm -hmm. to run uh, natively. That's what the, I GitHub. Yeah, the, the continuous integration. So that's really cool. That's really amazing. And uh, today, earlier, I found out a lot of threads talking about GitHub and CircleCI. That, that was really cool. But what exactly continuous integrations? What what it means? Continuous integration is making sure you have everything set up for your project. I mean, your, your project is compiling, your project is uh, working or behaving correctly with the environment, your code uh, has passed the test, your code is... Uh, well packaged all the requirements all, 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 all the things you can imagine before going live uh, happens on this continuous integration okay. is to have all the project prepared to put it in production okay. or to move it so right. for example when, when, we, uh, when we do a code review in GitHub or, or GitLab uh, at, for example uh, a continuous integration tool will be fire and will check everything uh, so the developers can automatically check if the the other partner code is working or not okay so it's like to have a, a server running different uh, scripts mm -hmm. okay that's what continuous integration is so like you said Travis CI CI uh, Circle CI Jenkins allow us to do it so and there's a lot of out there and we can check uh, all of them and we can create a list or something like that mm -hmm. later and uh, and I I want to or I like to put docker in this in this stage because for me is where docker is it's about packaging it's about having everything in one single uh, container in this case so docker for me is another Amazing stuff, and I would like uh, you to invite me uh, some Docker podcast because I'm, I'm now I'm a huge fan about Docker, and we can talk it. Uh, we can talk more uh, or deeper into into Docker structure and right. everything about Docker. Okay. So basically, Docker is like to a virtual machine where you have all the the specifications or of your project. So let's say you're building a Ruby Rails application. You can download a specific uh, Ruby Rails image from Docker, and they they do everything. You just have to put the project, and that's it. Voila! It's like magic. So I I I think um, many projects have to run on Docker now. How many how, how many we can reduce we can re re reduce time by using Docker? versus not using docker in a, in a project for 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 example a new employee or, or <coughs> totally totally or or migrations or yeah updates yeah you know and some day happened that for example uh, an update on the firewall main core uh, just break down all the system uh -huh. because the updates were were not or the, the project were not prepared for updates So what happened there? So we lost some minutes um, going live. So it was a long story. Okay. But with Docker, we can avoid that. With Docker, they handle all the all the 
update. Uh, there is no miscommunication with the server, and we use it's, it's like a virtual machine, like I mm -hmm. said. So imagine that we have a project with four people, and we are growing, and we need to add two more people. Well, we ha we have to almost spend one day to uh, environment setting up. We have to spend some time because in the the, the typical word is like, oh, but it's not working my machine. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. in yours is working? And there's there can be a lot of things like libraries, uh, configurations, operating system. At least two lost days, man. Yeah, <laughs> a days as well. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a, a headache, a total headache. So basically, I think this is the main, the main tangible uh, feature of Docker. It's the saving time. Okay. Saving time because if you have two new developers, you just send them, send them the images, and that's it. Okay. You run it, and they have everything. There is no, again, it's not working in my machine. Even in the local and productions, they, they both are the same images. Okay. They just change local uh, variables or environment variables, sorry, and that's it. Okay. So Docker is something, something, something really nice, and there's a lot of big opportunities there and advantages, for sure. Awesome. Great. Uh, okay, Sergio, um, going to the next step, going to the next step, and I, and I think it's a very, very important step uh, for for. For, for keeping all the, the data, the integrated data, it's sure. about testing or, 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 or testing, you know? It's about testing. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with testing in a, in, a common, in a common part of development? Yeah. So something I, I want to, to highlight here is that the end of the DevOps cycle is to automate process. Uh -huh. So... Some process, I, I see that it's really, really impacted into the DevOps cycle is testing because we used or we used to, to manual testing a lot. And, and the, the, the risk of human error is, is huge. And, you know, we are humans. We can fail uh, anytime. So with testing in the DevOps, the idea is to automate the, the, this process. Okay. It's a long and and it's it's a pain process. It's okay. it's a long process. So so create code from scratch to to testing is difficult when the when the when the when all the process is not uh, used to work with automation with testing automation. So basically there's a lot of set of tools we can use but the the, the the starting point is Selenium because Selenium is a framework to interact with uh, browsers with uh, web applications in order to reproduce customer actions like the the, the first thing we, we can do with Selenium is a login page mm -hmm. so Selenium will interact with our browser and will will like with uh, like a robot so to, to click on the different buttons, fill out the different forms okay. and the, all the stuff. So we need we need to we need to to program a Selenium bot, for example. Yeah. We need to program a Selenium totally. bot, and yeah. uh, and the bot will review 
every single code or every, every single function, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That, that's what I said, that it's a long process. Okay. Because it's a, div, a separate development, you have to need a specific team doing automation QA, uh, writing code, because automation is, write to, is to write code. Mm -hmm. With manual, you, do, you don't need that. But with automation, you do. So okay. that's basically what Selenium is. It's a, a huge and the, 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 the starting point, as I, as I said. And we can then uh, mix it with Cucumber, like is to, to that runs automated uh, tests written in behavior-driven development. So it's basically the behavior-driven behavior development is about how the user interacts with the system. So it's more like, okay, I go here, I go there. It's not, not at a, a code level or a strict level. It's more like a fluent okay. way to test, okay? As I said, like an end user. And, mm -hmm. some, the, and, and some configuration I like uh, because I've, I have worked or I've worked before in the past with some projects using Cucumber, Selenium, and also Soslab. Soslabs is a, a really huge platform where the testing, the testing, and all the applications can can run and can like run all the smoke tests, the regression tests, the normal tests, whatever tests you want to to put there, you can run there. So they will create virtual machines with the different browsers and they will record everything. Okay. So if something fails, mm -hmm. they will send you an email with the failing steps, with a, a video and everything. It's amazing because they, 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 you, you just need to go and confirm that. Yeah, anything it runs on, on cloud, right? Yeah, totally. It's it's like a browser stack. Okay. I think it's it's more yeah, browser stack is famous than than Soslab, but browser stack is doing a great job too. But Soslab has for me is is stronger on how they they can provide. We need to pay we need to pay an <coughs> an, an extra license for for using Selenium or for using Cucumber or for no, using Soslab. No, but for using Soslab, yeah. Okay. It and it is expensive. Okay. So uh, we will need some so Selenium, so, some good budget for are, that. Are open are, are open uh, projects. Yeah, sure, sure. If you have in your local Selenium and Cucumber, you can start running locally, and for example, Selenium will trigger the your browser, your local mm -hmm. browser. Mm -hmm. So. Um, there's no problem with that. But okay. Soslab or browser stack, you have to pay for sure. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Um, Sergio, um, go ahead to the next, to the next uh, step. Uh, there is release and deploy. What about release and deploy? I mean... Um, well, we got never nervous that. When, when we're done, when we done with planning, coding, building, testing... Um, now, now we are releasing deploy. Um, what we need to do? Okay. Well, it's it's n <laughs> it's not that easier, right? Than just put your put folder your in your server and that's it. Huh. Uh, no. So there's different tools for sending the code and and putting everything in your in your in your server, like Capistrano. 
which is a, a nice tool for running scripts on multiple servers that, well, is, is mainly used for, for deploying applications. Mm -hmm. But with Capistrano, you can run uh, migrations, you can run updates on libraries, and you can run whatever script you can imagine. Uh, there's also XL release, which is or deployed as well. They provide both, and they, they they do the same. They create all the infrastructure for for the releasing process, checking and uh, analyzing the the process of the deployment. Like to have a record of what 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 our system is doing when mm -hmm. deployed. And Octopus Deploy, which is the, the exactly the same. But but uh, if we work with Kubernetes and we work with AppEngine uh -huh. or Elastic Beanstack, they, pro they, they provide some tools for, for deploying. And with Capistrano, we can, we can merge that and we can have a more uh, stronger infrastructure when deploying. Okay. Um... Sergio and the and the releasing and and, and deploy stage. Um, how do you deal with the database migrations? Uh, with uh, with um, I mean, making an update to your SQL or your Oracle or your MySQL mm -hmm. uh, schema. Yeah, that's difficult, and it totally depends on the project. Because there's there's some projects or some migrations that you just add a new field, mm -hmm. for example. So those migrations are not that difficult because you are just adding a new field and that's it. But there are some migrations like you have to transform data mm -hmm. or to process data to get new data. Those are the difficult ones. And I think the best thing we can do here is like to have automatic With the DevOps, we have the automated process, and we create the, the running scripts with Capistrano. We have everything, and we can trigger uh, the process at midnight, for example. Yeah. With no humans, with no everything, with a rollback plan or a script, uh, well said. And and I think that's the, the, the ideal world, right? Yeah. We, we don't want to have someone at midnight, like... Mm -hmm. Clicking and making sure everything is, is correct. No, the idea is to have everything automated. So with all this DevOps cycle well uh, defined, you can put your system down at some point and trigger a maintenance page so users, users uh, won't be able to, to, to go through the database. Mm -hmm. So you can trigger the system there and that's it. So it totally depends. But with a huge migration, with a huge uh, scripting or data, data transforming stuff, I will suggest to do it, to, to do that, sorry, to, to put the system down and have everything automated and well tested, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I with a rollback plan, we, we never know. Uh -huh. in, in, in that point, I think uh, Django, Django framework, uh, fixed that. Fix that, cause, cause, cause Django generate and runs um, automatically uh, migrations. You know, mm -hmm. for for any for any database, for SQL, oh, yeah. for for MySQL, for Oracle, for Postgres, for for whatever. So you don't need 
you don't need to 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 downgrade or to or to or um putting down your your server for for a long time well um um Sergio the next step the next step for for the for these conversations and this uh, DevOps tool or and, and, and DevOps cycle is the operating um I mean we have some notes here we have some notes and 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 in, in this note we 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 wrote about about pass and about IAS and about how how that how that um, infrastructure can help us to operate continually um, a project. Um, for example, for example, um, Amazon Last Beanstack or or Google App Engine. There is a there is a pass. And what do I need to say? Yeah, no. This is where the development and the operations merge. Uh huh. This is where operations are expert, but we need to our developers uh, become expert in this area too. So there's uh, from configuration stuff, we can talk about Puppet or about Chef. Mm. Um, they are both uh, configuration management tools for or for creating the configuration and maintaining all the 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 product needs on libraries on the, the 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 basic configuration like variables and all this stuff so with chef and puppet we can we can do that um this is for configuration and and other important part of operating is which plat or cloud platform we are using where our servers are mm -hmm. rackspace uh DigitalOcean, Google, AWS, where? So this is where the platform as a service or the infrastructure as a service mm -hmm. merge or combine. So with Amazon and Google, we have talked about a lot of, of Google and Amazon uh, lately. And there's different, different things we can use there, like the compute engine or like a normal server, the app engine, the Elastic Beanstack and all the, the stuff we, we, we know. Um, and then it's something really cool about the orchestration of our containers. And if we go back what, uh, on what I said about the Docker, we will need to orchestrate those containers to put more containers, to, uh, to downgrade our quantity of containers and whatever. Mm -hmm. And Kubernetes and Rancher does that. They are both differently. And I uh, personally, I prefer Kubernetes. They are doing uh, a good job. And today they are, they are four years old, four years Kubernetes. So they, yeah, they're pretty new, but they, they, they have grown a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, now Google has an eye on, on Kubernetes. So that's, so Google is running natively. Kubernetes under the hood. App, App Engine is it's doing some Kubernetes, and they have custom Kubernetes implementations on Google. So this is where Operate resides: the configuration, the the server as as the tangible thing, and the how to orchestrate all the the container stuff.
Yep, yep. And 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 all the the between tools like DNS, for example, exactly. or, or cloud balancing, Long balancing, or or networks, uh, firewalls, and, and yeah, this and, is underrated. Yeah, and that and that stuff uh, will will be managed by by. Mm-hmm. By by those uh, tools, for example, yeah. Amazon or, or, or Google. Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, last step, Sergio. Last and the step. final one. Yeah, I think. the final one. It's about the monitor, a monitor, and 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 checking that all the 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 previous work is running and and is and it's okay and 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 the health is is is, is green, you know. Yeah. If we don't metric. We are screwed. Yeah. That's that's the final thought. I think. Yeah, we need to make it. Uh, in, and if if we can metric everything, we can grow. We can check where our 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 worst work are, and we can improve our project. So there's different tools as well, and, and in all the stages. But I want to mention here Netgeos and New Relic. New Relic this is, is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. I've never used it. Yeah, I, I, I have used New Relic, so I, I was going to talk about New Relic, but go ahead. I have used, I have <laughs> used Nagios, I have used Nagios, and it's hundred percent, hundred percent for Vikings, cause, cause you need to install uh, all the dependence and all the requirements from scratch in uh, in a Linux Linux server. Okay. And that Nagios will will manage and will monitor all your database and all your 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 memory and your 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 process. And 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 and, and they will they will ensure that all your your server it's it's okay for running your application at every specific moment. Nice. And and if 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 Nagios uh, find an issue, for example, uh, it can send an email. It can send an email or or, or it can send you a a, a text SMS. Text. Yeah, I think it works lo- just Similar like New Relic because New yeah, Relic. Sure. Well, actually, in one uh, with well, one. Is it for free. Ah, okay, that's different. Nagios is for free. <laughs> Okay, well, well, with New Relic you can integrate with Slack and and different notifications as well on emails. But yeah, both are almost the same. They they both report how our project is running up with how our project is running, and that's it. I think that's it. So the 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 key part here on monitor is like to to metric to have metrics and to improve. I think. Okay. Cool. What's next, Sergio? Okay, well, basically, that's it. That's all the DevOps uh, endless cycle. This is, the, uh, this is with no end, right? So <laughs> we do it every and every day, every time. So that's it. That's it. I think uh, you can reach out to us if you need some guidance or, or you want to, uh, to integrate those, those or these tools into your product. And we love to to bring DevOps philosophy into into products and to into projects and to process because we really think um, DevOps is like giving an extra uh, an extra mile in into the project. So I think that's it. That's it. So I will we will definitely go through different DevOps uh, topics mm-hmm. uh, around this podcast. And mm-hmm. I will be happy to share 
here again. Or, or if you have any any suggestions, or if you if you just want to discuss about about we we have to talk about, um, just go to forgeeks.io and contact us. That's it. Yeah, sure. I think we are really open to yeah. to talk about different stuff, to to provide guidance and everything. Okay. Great. Well, uh, thank you, thank you guys, thank you guys for listening, thank you guys for 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 be there listening this this episode. Uh, we'll we we'll be back on on next week. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank bye. you, Sergio. Bye bye. You can subscribe from the podcast tapped on your device so you can listen to the latest episodes. Don't forget to rate us. That helps us reach out to more people. If you want to get the best out of your business, feel free to contact us at 4 contact.